welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavruta Yerdena Osband, our daf of the day, Masachi Kidushin, daf Samach Dalid. It's another daf of Mishnayot. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, page 64. It's another daf of Mishnayot, and we're going to ping pong them again. Starting from the top of the daf, Kidash Biti. Right, so the father says, this is already a more complicated case than simply a man who wants to, to betroth somebody or who wants to use an agent. This is the father who's betrothing his minor daughter, right, a daughter who's not yet come of age. There's a very brief period of time when he's able to do that. And what happens? Or, meaning, so that's the first thing, right? He could betroth the minor daughter to somebody, right? We don't know who that is. Or he could say he did betroth her and then accepted the divorce when she was a katana, when she was still a minor, and if she's still a minor at the time that he says this, then he's believed, right? And that same statement then renders her, like gives her all this status of having been married and divorced, right? Which is as a katana, as a minor, which is a very complicated thing, but, and we've talked about it, you know, in other masachtot even already, right? Like, both Yavamot a bit and also in Gittin. But the point here being the father is believed if she's still a katana at that time, if she's still a minor at the time. Now he says, I betrothed her and I, I, you know, I married her off and I divorced, I accepted a divorce on her behalf when she was a minor, but now she's already an adult in Oneaman. Then he's not considered credible um, because. I, the, I don't even want to get into the complications of so why he's why she as an once she's an adult this statement is no longer considered credible. But the point is that um, as she becomes her own person, this also kind of shifts the father's role in his daughter's status. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, if he says, if a if a father says, my daughter was taken captive and I redeemed her, mm-hmm. whether she is a minor or an adult, it does not matter, right? He, the father, is not deemed credible for saying that he that she was taken captive and he redeemed her because what happens if that's actually in place, then it disqualifies her from marrying a Kohen. So this statement, because who knows what happened to her while she was in captivity, meaning the presumption is that she was, I can't talk about this right now, right? Meaning we, we can't think about this right now, but the, the issue being that she was um, molested, poorly treated, not able to marry Kohen afterwards. So the point here is though, again, the father's statement, even though he might be in charge of his minor daughter is not sufficient to puzzle her, to invalidate her for Kahuna, which is a pretty strong statement. Um, in this in this case, um, Yordina, I'm gonna. There's obviously a ton of Gemara here, but I'm gonna hand this over to you for the next Mishnah. Okay, so the next Mishnah says Misha Amar B'Shat Mitato Yeshli Banim Neeman Yeshli Achim Eino Neeman. So somebody who at the time of his death says, "I have children." which therefore would mean that his wife, his widow, uh, who remains, would not have to do yibum, right? Because he does have children. We believe him. But if he says on his deathbed, I have brothers, which basically means that she would not be allowed to marry anybody else until one of his brothers uh, does chalitza with her, uh, we do not believe him. So the Gemara here starts with, Alma ne'aman lahatir ve'in ne'aman right? That this Mishnah is basically saying that a husband 
is we believe him when he permits his wife, but not when he makes his wife forbidden. And so we say, so this Mishnah can't be according to the opinion of Rabbi Natan. Uh, and they quote a Brisa here to Tanya, So the Brisa says, if somebody says at the time of his Kedushin, he has children, but then at the time of his death, he says he didn't have children. Um, at the time of his betrothal, he says, I don't have brothers. And then at the time of the death, he does say he has brothers. So Rabbi Yehuda Nasi says, just as our Mishnah seems to say, right, that we believe him to make the woman permissible, but not to forbid her. Rabbi Natan Omer, but Rabbi Natan says, no, we even would believe uh, to to make her uh, forbidden to other men. Now, Rabbi doesn't like this. I'm a Rabbi, Shani Hatam, right? He's going to try to explain uh, why this would be uh, different um, and what the difference is between this Mishnah and this particular Brisa. And then from there, that's basically what the, um, uh, you know, what the Amorim are going to discuss is this idea, you know, of, first of all, you know, what exactly is Rabbi's opinion here? And what is Rabbi Natan's opinion here? Um, and the idea of what do we believe people for? Do we believe people only under circumstances when they make something permissible? Or do we also believe them when they make something asur as well? Okay. And lastly, So lastly, here we have this case of a man who betrothes his daughter. And he does so to a man who has no specification. Meaning, let's say he's got several daughters. And he just says, oh, my daughter. Right. Well, then in Habogrot, the those of his daughters who are already older than Bat Mitzvah are not going to be included in the potential betrothed, like the the statement of betrothal. The problem is, of course, that he hasn't specified which daughter he means. Here, I think this is like a classic. Let's let's push this envelope. Let's see how far we can establish these parameters, because let's say here we have a man who has. He has several like groups of daughters from two different women. And he says, He says, I'm going to marry off here. I'm betrothing my, my um, older daughter, my older daughter, but from which wife, right? So it's not clear which he meant, or, or meaning, from the first batch of girls or from the second batch of daughters. Or if he says my youngest daughter, but again, youngest daughter from which wife, from which batch of daughters. Kulan Asurot, all of these cases end up with the daughters becoming forbidden, meaning they've been, you know, it's so unclear that this statement then renders them potentially like in this potentially betrothed in this group of like, we can't have the co-wives issue, right? This is all, you're then again, your your vomot is coming back to me, right? In terms of the relationships between women prohibiting them then from being married off to various different men, right? The only one who would still, who, who would be possibly, you know, eligible here would be the younger of the youngest group because either she's been, um, the stipulation has applied to her or not, Divrei Rebbe Meir. All of this is Rebbe Meir's position. Rebbe Yossi Omer Kulan Mutarot.
this is a very, very strong machloket, a strong dispute between them, because Rabbi Yossi says, even though this is uncertain, meaning his the statement from the father was unclear, it doesn't matter, they're all permitted, except except for the eldest of the eldest group. Again, it seems to be like the... I, you know, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, again, are taking like really diametrically opposite positions. We have a new case. So it sounds like a, a tongue twister, right? If someone says, I betrothed my younger daughter, and we don't know, or he says he doesn't know if he knew, if he intended the youngest of the younger group, or the youngest of the older group, or the eldest of the younger group, who is younger than the youngest of the older group, right? Kulano wrote. So again, this one's the statement's going to be, they're all going to be prohibited. Except for the eldest of the elder group, of the older group. And again, Divri Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Meir is still, his his inclination here is to prohibit, I, I suppose, to, to um, for the, for the, what's the expression? Like just to be on the safe side, right? To make sure that nobody's marrying anybody who they shouldn't be married to in the end. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, they're all permitted except for the youngest of the younger group, meaning his permissibility here, his, his willingness to allow it, seems to, he's not so worried that the statement of betrothal might have really attached to the other daughters. Um, look, I think these are all interesting. You know, we sort of moved a little bit. Um, we're still within the realm of Kedushin, right? Um, but I think, you know, we're seeing sort of a series of cases of sort of who is one allowed to speak for or not speak for, or what, who is one allowed to, I, I think they're all cases where somebody says something or claims a certain set of circumstances and how does it impact or not impact the woman? Right. I think that's a good, a fair question. And, and part of this really does hinge on exactly that. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to our name, Michelle Farber, for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Tom on Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.